Conference of Champions rolls on. No truck stops here. We are the Pac-12. We are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. I'm Carlos. Here with me to talk about uh, some Pac-12 craziness is Greg. I want to die. <laughs> and Avery. I just had a stroke. Uh, this, as, <laughs> this is an emergency podcast. We're all very flustered about what's going on. Literally, this happened uh, about 30 minutes ago. Uh, John Wilner. Uh, reporting uh, along with a number of other folks that UCLA and USC are working to move to the Big Ten and leave the Pac-12 behind. Uh, John Wilner, uh, his tweet sort of mentions uh, some things needed to be finalized at the highest levels of power. But uh, given all the corroborating stories and all of this, it seems like this is at the very least something that has real legs and at the absolute worst is uh, something that uh, is, is going to happen. So uh, there are so many angles to this. There is a lot of, um, uh, of debris and fallout that could come out of all of this. But I first just want to get y'all's instant reactions. Greg, instant, what are your instant reactions to, to this news? And uh, what, do you, what is on your mind as this comes out? So as a Utah fan, I'm honestly don't really care like obviously it affects utah but wherever utah ends up i think we'll probably be around the same place in whatever conference we're at however just from the perspective of sitting down watching football day on a saturday i am really really sad just because it's about to get a lot less fun Uh, i like the pac-12 a lot i like watching talking about it and so i'm gonna miss that grapes instant reactions this has ruined the aesthetic of college football. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's the vibes are off now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it, it's like bad. The Pac 12, in my opinion, had the best aesthetic, like the best just look of any conference. And now that's just completely ruined. We made fun of the Big 12 for being like useless now that Texas and Oklahoma are gone. And it's the same thing for the Pac 12. I'm, I'm worried about Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit about Oregon State right now. This is, no, I this mean that's true sad. though. That's the if you're talking about like the teams that are going to suffer the most from this, Oregon State is there. Washington State is going to suffer a lot from this. Maybe Colorado. Um, I feel like this is a really easy path to G five for a lot of these schools. Utah picked a great time to win the conference because yeah. this might that might save them in terms it might. of just finding like a non Mountain West place to land. Especially if UW and Oregon follow suit. Like, I can't imagine there being 18 teams in the Big Ten. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. But if UW and Oregon jump ship from the Pac-12 and Utah didn't have that championship in, like, an era where it was competitive. If US, if Oregon and UW joined the Big Ten, I think they'd be the same size as the SEC. Yeah, and that's just going to create, that's just going to create a new Super League. Yeah. Yeah. Which where, is where we're headed uh, in this, where the at, other, at this point. Like, Clemson's gonna leave the ACC. Miami might leave. I don't know, but I just feel like it's gonna make every conference outside of Big Ten and SEC obsolete, which is really sad for college football. But also, like that's the Midwest and the South. That's gross. 
<laughs> those are two gross places, and it's like sadly, those are the two most college football y places. Yeah, but they're like it's ugly out there, and there's no college football that are nice. is a truck stop sport, and the Pac 12 <laughs> yeah, was the last but the thing. The Pac 12 had the best aesthetic. So uh, let's let's talk about because you all are kind of starting to get into this. Let's talk about big uh, winners and losers. Let's start with winners here. Who is in UCLA and USC moving to the Big Ten? The biggest winners, Avery. Uh, Boise State. Yeah, because I feel like maybe. Boise State's gonna go right into the Pac-12. Boise State and San Diego State, maybe. So you think some of the mid-majors currently mid-majors in the G5... top, yeah, that are near the west coast because i think the pac-12 is going to try to hold on to like the west coast mentality and not spread over across the country like the other schools because i feel like that's like really central to what the pac-12 is so i think they're going to stick with california and then like states like idaho so you so a little like the big 12 went and got well the problem is like just the big 12 they're lucky it happened to them first because they got to pick the best g5 schools but, like, if Utah stays in the Pac-12, I'm happy BYU's in the Big 12 now because BYU for sure would have gotten into the Pac-12 if they hadn't already moved up to the I don't know five. if they would. It's not. It's it's unclear. They've got a weird culture there. But, Greg, yeah, who, exactly. do you think yeah. the, who do you think are the big winners here? I think the biggest winner is Ohio State because they're going to be the best program in their conference still, and they're just going to be making a lot more money. Like... I think it changes very little for them, except that their payday just got bigger, and and uh, they'll USC, get they will certainly get regular re- trips to L.A. now. The they already trips had to LA that for recruiting. Like I mean, C.J. Stroud is from California, but well, and uh, they'll, get win- they'll be getting wins in L.A. every single year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that. playing a game in Los Angeles matters for recruiting, uh, and that's yeah, going to sure. help Ohio State. So I think Ohio you- State is above that. I think basically just for them, they get money. Honestly, I think this is. The big problem is college football is an arms race now. You need all the money. But for each individual school, I think this is a loss for most of them. Uh, Like USC, they need to do this to keep up. Like that's just how it works. However, I think USC would have been fine if they stayed in the Pac-12. Well, just in terms of like resources. Yeah. Like the the SEC and Big Big Ten are so far ahead. Uh, They needed to go to, you know, to catch up. But uh, in terms of, like, just on a, from a football perspective, USC is, like, I mean, they went from having what would probably be a pretty easy path to the playoff every year to what's going to be a really hard path. Like, <laughs> the Big Ten is a really, really good conference. The Pac-12 isn't. And so... Uh, Unless the playoffs change to where it's only the Big Ten and the SEC. Oh, man, yeah. I mean... Which I could totally foresee happening. I think it'll be like <laughs> the Big 12 and the Pac-12 will each get a bid. The Big 10 and the SEC will each get like three. I honestly think the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are going to become obsolete, especially if Oregon and Utah... I think they'll be obsolete in like... yeah, It's going to be like the G5 and the P5, except it's going to be the P2 and the G2. Yeah, like, we're gonna. it's going to be talked about how we talked about Cincinnati getting into the playoffs. That's how it's going to look. Well, except the playoffs are going to be too big to go all Big Ten and SEC. They'll have to oh, yeah, add some other true. teams, they're but expanding. it'll so just neither be... of you, neither of you picked USC or UCLA as a winner here. UCLA is going to stay extremely mid tier. Like they'll make more money from this. I think basketball. This is good for UCLA because I think UCLA ha- is going to be the top of the Big Ten in basketball. 
But for football, UCLA is never going to like break out of the mid lower tier of football that they're in. Like they're, they're going to be competing down there with uh, Minnesota and Purdue. I don't think it's like a good move for UCLA football, except they'll be making more money just from being in the conference with Ohio State and Michigan. Greg? I think it's a win for UCLA's brand. Uh, like, the fact that they got to go, especially that they were announced Except before Oregon and Washington. Except the aesthetic Oregon is ruined because it's no longer a West Coast conference. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, yeah, the aesthetic of the Pac-12 is, is fucked. Uh, it's good for UCLA's brand, though, in that, like, they were big enough to go, you know? Uh, yeah. I think UCLA should but, be sending gift baskets to USC because— Yeah, they're definitely they're, attached to the hip to USC, and that's why they're getting the ride. Uh-huh. So we were talking about this. Uh, we can talk about. I think the 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 people we're gonna have to talk about next that are really implicate that are gonna be heavily implicated here are Washington and Oregon. But let's stick with just UCLA and USC for now. I I think that uh, I'm torn between UCLA being a loser here or a big winner. Um, and and here's why. I think USC will be fine if they figure their stuff out. They get a huge injection of TV money. Uh, they maybe are more high profile now that uh, Big Ten schools are going to have to watch USC. Um, they, I think they will be fine. They're a blue blood. They will figure it out, um, especially now that they have Lincoln Riley, especially now that they seem to have figured their stuff out administratively. They will be fine. I don't know that I'd say that they're a winner. They probably might have done better being a regional hegemony, like having regional hegemony over over the West Coast. But they'll be fine. UCLA is the one where I'm sort of like, they could be a winner because a lot of what this program needs is an injection of institutional commitment uh, and an injection of money, both of those things. And the Big Ten could actually get them both of those things, right? We've seen with Chip Kelly uh, having getting to stay on for another year after going uh, a very sort of uninspiring eight and four last season UCLA was hesitant to pull the trigger on firing him does being in the big 10 where the institutional commitment is higher uh generally where there's pressure to probably be more committed to football force UCLA to to make those moves and does the extra money that they get from the big 10 also enable them to make those moves so that's one thinking that they might actually be a winner they may actually be a loser though uh because they're instantly going to play in a more competitive conference. Like, in addition to having now another blue blood to deal with in Ohio State, in addition to the regular games they're going to have against UCLA, they will also have Michigan, which is another blue blood um, that may not be at the level of Ohio State is right now, um, but will is was a was a playoff team last year, I think. Right? Uh, they also will have to deal with very competent, solid programs like Michigan State. Uh, they'll have to deal with programs like Minnesota, which is not like uh, an ins- like they're a decent Wisconsin. Wisconsin, uh, there is no Iowa, right? Iowa, there are no uh, corollaries to those programs in the Pac-12. Uh, maybe there was once once uh, upon a time, but there are no corollaries to those programs. There's four to five really solid, good programs that have real commitment, and and UCLA could go in there and suffer. Um, or they could, and to bring it back to them possibly being a winner, some of the bottom of the Big Ten might actually be worse than the Pac-12, right? Um, you know, uh, Northwestern, although, you know, they've been fine um, once in a while. But Rutgers, right? I don't know that there's another Rutgers in the Pac-12. Um, bottom teams like that. But in general, I'm sort of torn on them specifically being a winner and a loser. They're the, they're the most interesting one to me. Um. 
So let's talk about this. Uh, this came up from uh, a couple of a couple of our our uh, listeners here on Twitter uh, at chat Linau, uh asked, how does this play out for UW and Oregon? No way they're left out of a super conference. Utah's fucked. Uh, Oregon fan hoping the Ducks and UW go. I'm curious about all the travel the teams will have to do and fans. Also, we can talk about what the implications are for the logistics and the travels, uh, all that other stuff. But let's talk about Washington and Oregon because they're the ones here that I think uh, th- there's question marks here because Washington and Oregon are both big brands. Um, I think Oregon's brand is more top of mind mind for folks right now, but Washington does have a big brand, a lot of money, a, lot, a, a, a good donor base, a good alumni base all that other stuff. I think we were kind of talking about, well, you know, does UCLA get left out of a situation if USC goes to the Big Ten and Washington, Oregon come along, but it turns out UCLA um, tags along first. Do Washington and Oregon go to the Big Ten? Uh, do they stay put? What What do you think is going to happen to Washington, Oregon? Greg, let's start with you and we'll go to Avery. I think they're going to the Big Ten. Uh, I'd be really surprised if they don't. I think it makes sense for everybody involved. Uh just in terms of travel, like you add four West Coast teams, then you have a pod. You know, uh, someone said that in our group chat. I think it was Will. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. And Washington and Oregon aren't teams that like – those are teams that make the revenue shares bigger. They don't make them smaller. And so it makes sense for the other big, the rest of the Big Ten too. As long as they can like – I don't know. If they can do a pod structure that works with a conference that big – they should absolutely try because adding Washington and Oregon helps everyone. Although, yeah. <laughs> not great for the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great for the Pac-12. Avery, what do you think? What happens? What do you What do you think ha- could happen to Washington and Oregon? Here is why I hope um, Washington and Oregon move to the Big Ten as a Utah fan that will continue to be in the Pac-12 most likely. Um, I think Washington and Oregon fans are insufferable. I think they're the most (laughs) fucking annoying fans in this conference. And even as annoying as they are, I think USC has played a role in in keeping them in check and keeping them humble. Like USC has been down, but like they haven't reached their peak. Oregon and Utah fans haven't reached their peak annoyingness. And I think if they're left alone, unchecked in the Pac-12 with only like fucking Utah to challenge them, I'm, I'm going to want to die. So I hope they leave so that they can go get pounded by Ohio State and Michigan and shut the fuck up. And also because I don't want the Pac-12 to be so fractured that it's two of its most premier teams are over in the Big Ten all alone. Like, I just think it makes more sense as a fan of the Pac-12 having four of those teams over there so I can, like, continue to support them. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be more enjoyable as a football fan to have four Pac-12 teams move to the Big Ten than just two. Mm-hmm. Because then it's still like considered the Big Ten and Pac-12 fusion, and not just like two teams leaving the Pac-12. It's more like a realignment than them losing two of their best schools. So I think it's best for everyone involved besides the Pac-12, which is sad if UW and Oregon move to the Big Ten. But don't you think Washington and Oregon could buoy that league? Like you know, this is a good test for. You know, Washington, Oregon fans are convinced that they never needed UCLA and USC in the league. Uh, do you think that that they're they're right that they could buoy the league and make it survive and keep no. it a power league by no. themselves and keep Utah no, no. in that conversation? No, they might be able to keep it better than the Big Te- uh, the the Big Twelve. Like Oregon would be the best comp- the best program in either the Pac twelve or Big Twelve, and if Washington gets their shit together, they would be too. But 
on their own, they're the only thing that would be keeping the conference up, and they're not close to what the Big Ten SEC or or ACC has. And so, uh, yeah, it's not enough. They need to stick with USC. Yeah. I, I think <sighs> so those four. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, I'm just so sad. Yeah, I mean, talk about let's let's. Uh, so that's Washington, Oregon. I I tend to think that uh, I might agree with you for the benefit of Washington and Oregon. It feels like they ought to be trying to jump in on this Super League here in the Big Ten. Um, they ought to be going there and trying to use the leverage that they have. Now, uh, there's a genuine question now. Here is <laughs> does the big does the Big Ten want Washington, and Oregon? Because UCLA and USC were the first off the board here. Uh, does the Big Ten care to have? a Washington and Oregon as, as part of this, uh, uh, this new big 10. Um, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced now. I think, uh, I think if they had their choice of schools, they probably would have gone USC Washington or USC Oregon, I guess. But I, I guess you had to keep the LA schools together. The other thing is the LA is a huge market and being able to get a footprint there and saturate it, uh, is critical to them. Seattle's a big market, but certainly Portland, um, and Eugene specifically, are not big markets that they can tap into. There aren't those aren't sort of the same prolific. Uh, they don't give you the same prolific market that Los Angeles does. But also, um, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not uh, entirely convinced that that's that's sort of where they um, find value. It's it's interesting to me. I have no idea what Big Ten the Big Ten thinks of Washington, Oregon. They're clearly two very high profile brands, but. I, you're, you two are right. Like they're the next tier below in terms of not being able to buoy the conference by themselves. Whereas I think the Pac-12 might be fine if Washington and Oregon weren't part of it also, and UCLA and USC were. Um, yeah. Right. Um, does this gonna? It's. Not, I mean, I, uh, I guess the answer is gonna be yes. But I'm curious to hear a little bit more of your thinking here. Is this gonna affect your enjoyment of college football? More news here, Greg. Uh, Nicole Auerbach just said, just got off the phone with someone who believes this eventually leads to two mega conferences, the Big Ten and SEC, with 20 or more members apiece. That's, that's, where, it's, that's, that's where we're going. Yeah, that's like common sense. Yeah, that's I think not, that's where that's we're not going. Big, that's not big brain shit. I think, 20 or more is they're just going to scoop up. Someone's going to scoop well, up yeah, they just, and it probably they scoop Miami, up more. Like Oregon uh, and UW. Big Ten gets Notre Oklahoma Dame. Oklahoma State, uh, maybe. Maybe Utah, probably not. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I'm I'm curious. However, I to your question about uh, how does this affect your enjoyment of college football? Makes it worse. Absolutely does. Uh, college football was very unique. Is becoming less unique by the year. Uh, it becomes more and more like professional sports leagues. Not in like the oh, not paying the players is what makes it special. Because no, fuck that. Like. I would love for it to be a professional league. However, I don't want it to be like the other professional leagues. You know, like I would love for us to have the same structure that we've had for the last 20 years, uh, but with, uh, you know, paid players. It's just, it sucks that it's going to be less, it sucks it's going to be less different. Yeah, I think it's like very obvious how anti-playoff expansion I've been. I would take, a playoff expansion to 16 teams over this 100%. Like, not a question in my mind. Keeping, like, the Power Five conferences the same. But, like, if I had to choose between one or the two, I would take the playoff mm-hmm. expansion. That's how much I fucking hate this realignment. Like, I'm, I'm like, going to cry. I'm so upset right now. I think the biggest the biggest uh, change here, and, and 
it's funny the podcast of champions uh, i was listening to them the other day the other day yesterday something like that um and they brought up something that i think i've been worried about around this um and articulated it much better than i have been able to and have and could is that with the sort of like convergence of these teams into like super leagues where there's only like 40 teams to pay attention to uh the it, it sort of like a replication of the NFL and frankly the parts of the NFL that I hate the most which are the complete lack of disparity like total parody but to the point where I actually hate the parody like I hate the parody in the fa- NFL well, I actually hate I, I I I hate that uh and and you're right there Greg you're probably going to I think you're probably about to say that there's going to be some disparity well, yeah, what I was going to say, it's going to be like the bad things about the NFL that you're saying, except I don't think there's going to be the parody. Well, so I think there's going to be the so NFL think, if the Steelers were the best every year, you know? No, I think there's going to be there's going to be parody in the sense that like Ohio State doesn't have cupcakes to buoy itself anymore, mm. right? It won't have. And this is what the podcast of champions were talking about. And I think they're right. Like the they will not have uh, the sort of the the cupcakes on their schedule right now now a 12 game schedule probably will look like conference games and it's not going to be shocking they were talking about like you know alabama is going to be the best team in the country and they'll finish nine and three um you know it won't be crazy for them to have a couple of losses because they're not playing the citadel anymore they're not playing you know whatever g5 team that they're many 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 moons above right they have an advantage, will likely win most of their games, but it's not going to be shocking anymore to see d- the dominance regionally the way that we have. Uh, it's like it, it will ruin college football because it gets away from the disparity that we all care about. The upsets that we find to be so shocking and stunning will be more commonplace. Um, I think there's a huge uh, there's a huge gap right now between you know the 100th best team in college football and the top team in college football. But there will be, not be that much of a difference between the best team in the Big Ten and the worst team in the Big Ten, uh, comparatively. So I think that's going to be the biggest uh, entertainment value for me that's lost. Uh, being able to see the the lack of disparity in the programs. Um, I think the other thing is missing out on some of the small schools. I, I like. I know we joke about truck stops and who cares and they don't deserve rights. And but like it is fun to be able to have like to be able to play a san diego state right something that brings ucla to san diego they play san diego state or they go on uh, arizona uh maybe not arizona since they will be going there but usc you know playing san jose state um and being able to buoy some of those um those teams now like they get eliminated from the equation almost entirely because of this so uh, i think my entertainment value is um while it would be cool to sort of get to know some of the Big Ten teams as a UCLA fan, while it'd be fun to try to engage that regionally, it just is not uh, anywhere near the same. Although someone pointed out uh, on Twitter, I don't remember where I saw it, but it makes sense, and I don't think it's likely, but uh, just the idea that this might be a little bit like what Texas and Oklahoma did in the early 2010s, which you mentioned before, uh, but like when they leveraged going to the Pac-12 to get a better deal from the Big 12. Maybe USC and UCLA are doing that, but I would be shocked if this is just them trying to get a bigger share of the Pac-12's TV money rather than just getting Big 10 TV money, which will be bigger than whatever they could get from the Pac-12. Yeah. 
Uh, quick question, because I have a. Uh, there's a couple other questions I want to get to, but I want to make sure Grapes you weigh in on this. What about the middle of the Pac-12, like the middle brands, right? Utah, Arizona State, Stanford, Cal. What What do you think happens to them? What do you think they should do? How should they respond to any of this? You know, I think Stanford should take back their mantle as one of the best teams in the conference and just fucking ride. <laughs> I think this sucks for Utah because say there's two super leagues, Utah's going to be right on the bubble of teams that get in. Like they might get in, they might not like who the fuck knows. Like that's going to be, com- they're going to come down. They're going to be one of the last teams picked. That's if they're picked. Um, so that sucks. Cause if they stay in the pack 12, they're just going to be all sad. They got left out. But I think teams like Arizona state, they're probably not going to get picked so they can just fucking ride in the pack 12 with Boise state and San Diego state and whoever else is interested. I don't know. Uh, Vegas, UNLV. UNLV, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's entirely SUU? possible. <laughs> right, right. I'm so upset. <laughs> Greg, Greg, what do you think programs like Utah should do? I think that um, everybody needs to grab their realignment buddy. Uh, the Arizona schools have each other. Utah and Colorado are probably linked forever now. Uh, well, so this is this is actually depressing. Well, <laughs> it's it's depressing because it, Utah chose Colorado over BYU in some ways, and sort of having coming into I them regret with the Pac-12. Uh, so you wouldn't. So you don't think? Uh, does is Utah having any regret here over not staying close to its rival in some way in BYU I think Utah would be in this no, whole more attractive sucks. as a product if they had BYU? However, I don't care i okay. i fucking hate byu me uh, too i'm happy to be associated with colorado rather than byu is hmm? byu going to have athletics in 10 years like yes. that's been a threat from the leaders of the lbs church that they're going to get rid of byu athletics so i think their alumni care too much uh we'll see yeah. but uh i yeah i don't regret not not sticking with byu even if that is a better product because it definitely is but um i think Teams need to like band together and absolutely search out other opportunities. Not that they should leave the Pac-12 because what's probably going to happen is what happened with the Big 12. But Utah, Colorado, they should absolutely be talking to the Big 12. Yeah, it does seem like so should the Arizona schools. Yeah, and and those are attractive schools. Terrible aesthetic. It does. No, it's gonna. It's like playing in the <gasps> desert, which is gross. Which is yeah. Like, fine, Utah fine. Does, I'll be a USC fan. I'll do I'm it. I'm going to. I've I'll already decided. Yeah, fight on. I was, I was pushing it away. Hold on, hold on. There's another school I got into the Big Ten, y'all. Fuck nope. you. No, there isn't. <laughs> basketball, basketball, hell yeah. Oops, I'll be there. Wow. Football. We are gonna wow. bandwagon USC, the West Coast. USC so hard. football, UCLA basketball fans here. It crazy shit. When the Pac-12 um, completely fractures, I have just decided what I'm gonna do is. Uh, Keep cheering for the Pac-12 teams and pretend they're still in one conference and that just the whole season is non-conference play. Uh, Grapes had to leave, uh, so now it's just me and Greg. Greg, uh, I want to turn to the other angle on this. I think this is big. Uh, George Kliakoff just celebrated his one-year anniversary as the Pac-12 uh, commissioner and uh, you know it was funny. The the again the podcast of champions, the uh, the second best Pac twelve uh, podcast uh, on the internet. I'm just kidding. I love them. Uh, they, they're 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 better for now. Um, George, they they kind of mentioned that uh, 
you know, he had a lot to deal with in his first couple of weeks uh, with Texas and Oklahoma, leaving for the SEC and then NIL and all that other stuff. Uh, could <laughs> Is there anything George Klievkov could have done to prevent this? Did he make a mistake here somewhere? And like, you know, there's, uh, I'll, I'll bring up a, a comment, a reply to, to our tweet soliciting some ideas and questions here. Uh, someone tweeted, is it too late to get Larry Scott back? Do you think that this was a, a function of the of the commissioner? Did George Kleokov go wrong here somewhere? Was this just bound to happen? I think this was bound to happen because Larry Scott was a moron. Like, this, all the problems we have with the Pac-12 right now are, I mean, they're not all Larry Scott's fault, but, like, he exacerbated every issue. Uh, like, the TV deal is probably the biggest issue, and that's his fault. Like, there's not much Klyovkov could have done about that. That being said, I'd like to think that maybe there's something he could have done to try and convince them to stay, like, offer them something in the next deal uh, that the Big Ten couldn't offer them. You know, just, like, being the primary programs. Because, uh, I mean, there's no way he didn't see this coming, you know? Right. And uh, Pete Thamel tweeted here as this uh, this was coming out was that the schools had been researching this move. UCLA and USC had been researching this move for the past few months. And the financial disparity between Big Ten revenue and projected Pac-12 revenue proved the biggest factor. I mean, that that's it, right? And that's Larry Scott. That is 100%, I would, I would say, on Larry Scott. Like, the huge disparity and the, and the decision to lock the Pac-12 in a super long-term TV deal providing the Pac-12 with zero flexibility, zero options, the decision to have a Pac-12 network uh, that they themselves owned, that was supposed to be a big gamble that was going to pay off at the next TV deal. Now, what did that do for them? Uh, it lost them, UCLA and USC. Like, that is, that was, that gamble looks so much worse in retrospect now because, specifically because uh, UCLA and USC are pointing to the massive disparities in, in finances between the mm-hmm. Big Ten and the Pac-12. And they're right to do that, like, because it's huge, and it makes a difference in USC specifically's ability to contend for a national title. Uh, like, this is, that's the biggest issue, is the resources, and they're going to get left behind by the SEC and the Big Ten. The only way to not get left behind at this point is to join them. And so it makes sense that they did it, and it's Larry Scott's fault that he made it, like, that he made that the right decision. I would like for us to do uh, what I would like for us to do is to get Larry Scott and uh, and George Klyovkov and uh, put them in a cage match and uh, give Daddy George a knife. Do not give Larry Scott a knife. Just let him go. Let let Daddy George do whatever he needs to do. Okay, he well, just got so, thrown into a shitstorm that was 100% Larry Scott's fault. Here, here is, uh, I 100% agree. Uh, this is not a, a decision that is a year in the making. This has been, there's a confluence of things that uh, from Larry Scott's tenure that led us here. But do you, do you think, how would, how would the rest of the Pac-12, what would, what would uh, George Kliakov's job look like his performance looked like if he did something the big 12 did and he promised ucla and usc the moon right he promised them bigger cuts of the pie of the tv deal of the upcoming tv deal he promised them you know advantageous scheduling he promised them you know their like even their own network <laughs> although i don't know how uh, useful that is but he what if he did sort of go and kowtow to to ucla and usc at the expense of the other Pac-12 schools, 
would that is that something that you would have been happy with uh, and it kept UCLA and USC in the league absolutely like <laughs> I mean like in terms of me watching football on a Saturday I would much <laughs> rather us be like I've long said that I will bow down to our Trojan or- overlords and that would just be more <laughs> of you know like the fact that we managed to pay them the same as we're paying everybody else for the last decade is wild yeah. It shouldn't have worked like that, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's weird that it's weird that, that happened, and uh, I would have absolutely been fine keeping them here in exchange for giving them more of the money. Can they still do that? Is there still I think is there I still think... time for Kliakov to say, "Hey, well, hold, hold on, we'll give you a piece of the pie. Tell us what you want. We'll give you the moon. You just push us around." I don't think it's possible because of the way the whole sport is has moved Going. towards. Yeah going to the two super conferences and the massive difference between Big Ten revenue and Pac-12 revenue and USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten is going to increase the Big Ten revenue in a way that just like, even if we tried in the Pac-12 to give UCLA and USC more, I don't think we could give them what they'd get from the Big Ten. Yeah. We just don't have it. Yeah. I I think given, I think you're right. I think that it's not just about, I mean, it is about the money, but it's the long-term money, right? Like that would have put a bandage on, on the... It might have mitigated that, but at the end of the day, what the Big Ten was going to be offering money-wise uh, is just too much. One one other quick tweet here, because uh, I think it's interesting and it's worth kind of talking about, because there's so much, so much about these institutions that go beyond just athletics. I think it's about like you know camaraderie and and sort of collaboration between these institutions. And who knows how much being in the Pac-12 does that? But Pete Thamel tweeted the biggest obstacle in such a move uh, in UCLA and USC moving to the Big to- uh, Twelve, Big Ten had long been UCLA leaving behind Cal because it meant breaking away from the UC system per sources. One Pac-12 source said they were stunned UCLA would make that move. Uh, are you surprised that the UCLA is leaving Cal? I have, <laughs> I'm like, I think that there's a, a, some camaraderie there, but I don't know. What are you, what are your reactions to that? Yeah, I was like, comment? I'm not, I'm not from Cal. I'm not from California. I don't go to a, a UC school. So I don't, I don't know what it's like between those schools, but from the outside, I am, I would have been shocked if that kept them from making this move because that is tens of millions of dollars, you know? Yeah. Whereas that's tens of millions of dollars from this like nebulous, like sense of loyalty towards other schools in California. It, it doesn't really make sense to me why that would stop them from moving. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. I I do think there is some institutional camaraderie between UCLA and Cal uh, I, I do think that they sort of see themselves as somewhat tied at the hip. I mean, really, all four of the California schools, right? Because I also think there's a fair amount of institutional camaraderie and sort of like, you know, USC has always looked up to Stanford. Um, USC and Stanford have kind of always been in the in the same camp, talked about in the same ways and, and sort of uh, joined at, no, I wouldn't say joined at the hip uh, the way UCLA and USC are, but certainly associated with one another. I mean, when the Pac-12 acquired Utah and Colorado and they had to figure out the scheduling, UCLA, USC, Stanford, and Cal all said, no, we have to play each other, right? They they maintained that the California schools had to had to stick together. They had to maintain some of those uh, in-state rivalries uh, between UCLA and Cal, UCLA and Stanford, Stanford and USA, USC and Cal. They wanted to maintain those. So I guess in some some ways it's surprising, I think it's surprising that UCLA did this because uh, this is it's an it's an athletics move um, primarily, and 
when has UCLA ever gave a shit about athletics to the point where they were going to do something so drastic that would have caused, honestly, real rift in the UC system between chancellors, between presidents? Um, that That is going to cause a rift. I'm not sure if it's going to harm their relationship. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe chancellor's offices and presidents are sort of just like, ah, whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's football. It's not like they're going to change anything that we can't associate with them. But, you know, are those opportunities for them to see each other? I don't know. Um, it is shocking to me that UCLA specifically, USC, it's made all, this is just like very, USC is about itself. USC is a blue blood. They are about their own preservation. UCLA has always positioned itself as sort of being a, a, a champion of everyone else and sort of being a, a, a being in, in solidarity with some of these other schools, I think it seemed. Um but who knows uh clearly i don't know shit because they were happy to just bounce and and build burn some of those bridges (laughs) i mean at this point i am uh moving through the stages of grief i'm into bargaining (laughs) uh and in my head i'm bargaining and i've just decided like apparently i'm a big 10 fan now like i'm both i'm gonna have to watch both big 10 and and pack 12 games on saturdays rather than just pack 12 and you're a you know and the occasional top 10 matchup it's, yeah, it's weird. It's 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 jarring. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, I, I want to get some real quick reactions and we can we can end here. There's just so much to talk about here and, and so much conversation around this. Um, I I see a, I saw David Woods tweeted an idea of how it might all shake out. Yeah. So he says Oregon and Washington Sprint to join USC and UCLA in Big Ten country. Arizona schools, Utah and Colorado prop of the Big 12. Oregon State, Wazoo, and Cal join the Mountain West. <laughs> I think he's being facetious here, but is not totally wrong. Stanford literally never plays another athletic season besides sailing or whatever. Um, do, you, do you think that sounds reasonable? Do you feel like that's what's going to happen? I think Stanford and Cal are the biggest wild cards here because I have no fucking idea what they do. Yeah. Because just like it feels like they should be in at least as good of a position, mostly because of Stanford, as uh, as Utah and the Arizona schools, you know, just in terms of, like, being an attractive product that if the Pac-12 completely collapsed, like, they would be an attractive team to pick up. But they're also further away from everybody else, and both of them have sucked for a few years, which makes them less attractive. And in terms of G5 realignment, like, the G5 teams getting poached to the Big 12, recent success was the biggest thing that mattered. Like, it was the three most uh recently successful g5 teams plus byu <laughs> yeah <laughs> who got added to the big 12 uh chris johnson uh a ucla former ucla basketball player retweeted an old tweet here um and this is a good angle i did not consider martin jarmon the uh, ucla athletics director he retweeted his tweet from january 1 all the way back earlier this year at the rose bowl uh, he, he retweeted the tweet with Jar- Martin Jarmond saying, great visiting with my former boss, the o- Ohio State Athletic Director, best in the business. Martin Jarmond oh is God. an Ohio State person. <laughs> I'm curious how much uh, how much of that uh, played into UCLA's decision to do this, right? Martin Jarmond's Ohio State connection um, and his, uh, his, his time in the Big Ten. Um, and in big, you know, like, I, I wonder how much of that helped him orchestrate that, if that really is something that he played any role in um i find that fascinating i mean i think do you think for martin jarmond uh who is in his second year third year i can't i can't tell um of being an athletic director director um and mike bone who's now in his second or third year of the athletic director at usc uh are these uh 
do you give them credit for this? Uh, do you say, hey, that th- those are those are big time, big time moves, uh, and and are you impressed with them, or are you sort of like this was bound to happen? This is nothing of their own doing. Obviously, we don't have any insight here, but just speculate because that's all we do. On my speculation, I don't know about you, is like a little of both. You know, like I think this was a fairly obvious move. But at the same time, that doesn't make it easy, if you know what I mean. Like, I think they probably had to work for this. Uh, and I am impressed at the very least by the boldness to do it. Even if Texas and Oklahoma doing it paved the way, I'm still a little impressed by them. But at the same time, I do think that uh, it was almost inevitable. I feel yeah. like we all, we'd all talked about it for a while. More impressive for me, um, not necessarily for Mike Bone, because again, I think USC is committed to propping up its athletics programs, particularly USC football. But the most impressive thing for me and Martin Jarmond at UCLA is that uh, I bet it was more work to convince the higher ups to seriously consider this than it was to cons- to get the Big Ten to consider it. Um, I think it was like that. I, I, again, we've talked about this. We talked about this, Michael Hanna, before. We fought about. I fought about it with him. I fought about it with people many times. UCLA's complete and total lack of commitment to athletics, to football, to basketball, mostly to football, uh, is their biggest barrier. Um, it's their biggest inst- uh, structural disadvantage. Is the complete and total lack of commitment to football. Um, I. I to be able to get the president and the chancellor at least to seriously consider this, even if they have not fully put pen to paper, even to get to the point where they're, where the chancellor um, and, and maybe even the regents of the UC system to be in communication with them, to get them to yes on this, if that's indeed what he did, uh, if that's what he did, I, that's, a, that's a massive accomplishment. I've, I have been really disillusioned with Martin Jaramond over the past couple of years. I think that there are some serious missteps he's made as the athletic director at UCLA. Uh, but this would outweigh all of that by a mile, right? Uh, yeah, by a mile. A, that's a great point you made that, uh, that, uh, him convincing UCLA was probably harder than convincing the big 10 because the big 10 wants to keep up with the sec and this is how you do it. Uh, is adding teams like USC and US and UCLA, um, but convincing UCLA to go out of its way to make this big of a move when they haven't been all that inclined to go out of their way to do anything, <laughs> yeah, it's very impressive, and uh, you got to tip your hat to him. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, all right, well. <laughs> Oh man, there is just so much here to unpack. We could talk about this for hours, but uh, anything else you want to say about this uh, UCLA USC move before we wrap it up here? I'm preparing myself for some pro- some truck stops, a Pac-12 slash Big Ten podcast. Yeah, let, what what are we gonna do? Are we gonna? <laughs> I I whatever we can talk about the podcast and what that means for us, and that's other that's that's sort of meta stuff. But I don't know, like it. it I, would I, I'm trying to figure out, would I still watch Pac-12, if the Pac-12 managed to stay intact, which like, not sure that it's going to, uh-huh. but if it stayed intact, yeah. Washington, Oregon, everyone else stayed with it, would I be watching the Pac-12 football plus UCLA and USC? Well, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, I don't know if, I think I might be more likely, honestly, to watch if like everybody got swallowed up by different conferences. 
like I might be watching all the Pac-12 Big Ten games, if that makes sense. Like all the former Pac-12 teams in the Big Ten, I'd be cheering for them. Watching all the fa- former Pac-12 teams in the Big 12, I'd be cheering for them if that were to happen. Uh, if not, I honestly don't really want to watch. I mean, it just might make me sad to watch a Pac-12 that is a G5, you know? Yeah, I think that would be depressing. And I think it. I, I here's what I won't do. Uh, I will not watch Pac-12, uh, Pac-12 Big 12 merger without Washington Oregon involved in some way. You won't. I will. I will watch that. Yeah. I mean, I. it's just like... I, the thing I've loved about the Pac-12 is that it keeps me so focused and it's like so regional. I'm like, these are the 12 schools I care about and pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about any of the other ones. They don't, I don't find them interesting. I don't know the history of like fucking Northwestern that much. I don't really fucking care about Minnesota's place in the college football landscape. But I know and care about that for like Stanford, for Cal, mm-hmm. for Oregon State, for Arizona, for Washington State. I... <laughs> I just I would I just would really have a hard time caring about that if half their games were against Iowa State. Um, that's that's half what their I'm games trying to reconcile. State. Like, I, I'm not ready to give it up. Yeah, but at the same time, is it going to be too truck stoppy for me to care? <laughs> yeah, it's and so I might just end up being a Utah fan plus a Pac-12 in the Big Ten fan, which would be weird. Yeah, yeah, so many different angles. All right. Well, that <laughs> we'll see how this unfolds. I'm very curious to see what this means for, honestly, the football on the field. Is this going to help in recruiting? Like, is this going to have any immediate impact? Pac-12 be... might spend the next two years trying to screw the fuck out of USC and UCLA, though. The way that the, what Big the Big 12, 10, yeah, the Big 12 is doing, yeah, yeah, the way the Big 12 does with Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, I uh, that might would love that to might see some true. game fixing. Would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh, no kidding. Well, uh, we talked a lot about football. We'll have to talk about the ang- other angles of this, like the Olympic sports. Uh, basketball, I think, is interesting. This move makes way more sense basketball-wise I, for honestly, UCLA. basketball happening, that's going to be so fucking fun, especially yeah. if uh, the Big 12 swallows, like, the Arizona schools, Utah, Colorado. Basketball-wise, like, that'd be the fun. Big, the Big 12 is already a great basketball conference. Adding Arizona makes it that much better. And the Big Ten is already a great basketball conference. Adding the two LA schools and maybe Oregon and Washington makes that better. Like, yeah. It's way more exciting from a basketball perspective, especially because, I don't know, I never felt as much Pac 12 unity in the bas- ba- basketball in a sense that, like, you know, it was fun to cheer for the Pac 12 during the tournament, but, like, during the regular season, it's a different feeling than Pac 12 yeah. football is. Right. Whereas, like, I'll still cheer for all those teams, but, like, I don't know. It felt different. I'm a little bit more excited for the basketball aspect. I, I could see that. the football one just makes me sad. Well, you know, and it also maybe sort of, uh, we have to, we don't have to pay attention to, like, Stanford and Wazoo basketball. It can be so <laughs> That's hard. That's a good to, point. <laughs> so hard to watch. I mean, Wazoo was pretty fun sometimes, but, like, man, it can be so hard to watch those two teams. Uh, and, you it's know, like, even when they're bad follow... at football, it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like a, it's an interesting dumpster fire, but uh, in basketball it was just like a oof. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, but you know, I, obviously we'll these moves, see. these moves are being made with football in mind, and I think that needs to be made clear. We care about basketball. We watch basketball. Uh, Pete Thamel said the announcement. Uh, it's base, It's essentially done. Announcement is expected soon. Uh yeah. wow. So there. So it's it's happening then. Yeah. 
Um, well then, there it is. There it is. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about this as, as if it's happening, but wow, crazy shit. Uh, anyway, we'll have much more to talk about as this season un- as this uh, crazy off season unfolds. Complete and and wholesale shakeup of the league of college football generally of two teams that we pay a lot of attention to because we're a goddamn Pac-12 podcast but uh we'll see what happens anyway uh that's it for us thank you for listening please send us any of your questions follow us on twitter at no truck stops pod you can follow greg at banana morphs you can follow me at equity Bruin. you can follow grapes at brave uh brave grapes and you can follow our buddy matt who wasn't able to come here today at no pit stops uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully, uh, we can keep this going <laughs> to, yeah. for as long as we can. Who knows what the hell's happening uh, with the No Truck Stops Pack 12 podcast. But uh, for now, we'll enjoy it while we have it. Uh, thank you for listening. And remember, there are no truck stops here. Not even one. I'm than a single sex on a quiet city street. Things aren't always greener on the sunny side of the street And I don't mind if the sun don't shine Bloody weather suits me fine Pour another glass of wine